Hi everyone, this is Maxine Ryan with Crossword Podcast and today's guest is Samantha Yap, who is the founder of Yap Global, a PR firm that works to translate DeFi to the masses. Sam is in the process of launching YapDAO, an initiative that is designed to onboard more communicators and creators to help translate DeFi for the world. So I can't wait to have her explain more about that. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Maxine. I know. It's... um. It's been really interesting seeing your journey so far because, you know, you and I, we have history working like way back, but yeah. I just realized that like, I've never actually asked you personally how you got into crypto. Like you've been in crypto, like you've been like a staple PR company all these years, but what's mm-hmm. your first introduction? Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking. So basically, like my background's in journalism. So I used to be a reporter. I was working in Singapore for the national broadcaster called Channel News Asia. So uh, my dream was actually to be like a foreign correspondent. Like I wanted to kind of just write stories and like I, I covered current affairs, like politics. I wanted to kind of like make an impact by writing stories as this young kind of like naive reporter. Um, And then in um, late 20 in 2017, I um, because I ended up like going off and freelancing for a bit, but I couldn't really, um, you know, like work it out just because like journalists really have I mean I I have a lot of respect for freelance journalists to just make it like financially as well um so then I fell into this fintech PR role um and one of the first companies that I started working with was a blockchain um like co-working space um and I just remember like one of my clients just taught me how to like buy Bitcoin and buy Ethereum and hold it in like, you know, my like private wallets. And I was just like, just fascinated by it. And I got, I think I got hooks. Like, you know, obviously then you, that's your, you know, you fall down a rabbit hole. So that was in 2017 and late 2017, I moved to the UK for like personal reasons to be with my husband. Um, and I didn't really have, um, a job either. And I, I remember I was just so hooked onto crypto and that was when the ICO, boom was happening and I think I was just like writing and like blogging and then um, I started getting approached by like companies there's a lot of companies that needed PR support um, so then I was like I didn't want to stick to one so then I think I yeah I basically created like my own pitch deck with my experience from like writing from like doing PR and then I, I got one of my first clients and then more started to come. Um, and then, yeah, I would say I accidentally started Yap Global, but it really is a combination of my passion for journalism and like passion for crypto. Yeah, it's, um, I think what you said was really interesting was that you didn't want to kind of tie yourself down to one company. And I'm hearing more and more, especially like in the Web3 economy, like everybody is kind of just working for everyone. And like, that's kind of the way of the future. So I mean, Would you say that you didn't want to get tied down because there's just too many opportunities or like how come you thought about like Mm -hmm. servicing all these different companies at once? Yeah, I think it goes, um, it, it, it touches on how we're still, it's like very early. We're still early days when we say that, but you know, obviously what Bitcoin was created in 2009. Um, so and, and like even during the ICO craze, there was a lot of companies and it's very nascent, as we always say. So, you know, the comp, like I've had clients come and go and like some of the clients that I worked with in 2018 aren't around anymore. Um, and so I, you know, as an agency, that's kind of like, we're like kind of, 
company agnostic, I guess, chain yeah. agnostic, whatever you want to call it, right? Like we're still here servicing because we're, we're not just working with DeFi projects now. We're still, we still have our like CFI companies, like, you know, we work with Nexo. And then we also have like our publicly listed companies like Bitfarms, which is yeah. a crypto mining firm. So we're kind of still very like, yeah, agnostic to the space, but still um, in crypto, in, 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 you know, in the blockchain, you know, technology space, because yeah, so it's very broad, but yeah, so that's why, like, I think working with different um, companies is the way to go if you want to be like an expert. It depends on kind of what your role is, right? Yeah. But there are obviously those builders that are like, yeah, we're definitely going to build on this blockchain, and they're really convicted and believe that that's the future, and and we need we need people like that. But um, we're an agency, and um, yeah, we 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 need to kind of uh, be the the grown-ups in the room yeah <laughs> and, uh, you know because like you know I've, I've been around when icos were hot then when icos were not and then yeah. stos become became a thing then ieos became a thing and then now the trend is DeFi. but who knows you know obviously i i i i believe DeFi is here to stay but okay. you know there's something hot in the nft space now but next year people might forget about it yeah it's um it's super fascinating because I feel like every single cycle in crypto, you know, whether it be like ICOs or like NFTs, there's always some sort of like legacy that gets left behind. It gets like repurposed. And like, I see these like big booms as something that's actually quite positive, even though there are these like massive swings like we saw in like the ICO era. But I mean, you've been through these massive like booms, right? In crypto, all this like innovation, it's, you could have like went straight into like traditional finance, with this as well right yeah 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 for sure um i think obviously again it's my passion for crypto but also why yap global like why a pr firm like i saw that um you know with every industry i mean there needs to be like strong communicators i mean everyone has a story to tell every company has like a story behind it um and also like what you're seeing is there's the crypto media you know there's like the block, CoinDesk, Cointelegraph, Decrypt, which are like regarded as the top tier crypto media, um, you know, now as we speak. Um, and all like there's a lot of like, you know, because I again, I care about quality journalism and to kind of like ha see a space progress that needs to be kind of like quality journalism and reporting of uh, developments in the space, but also like holding the space accountable. Like mm -hmm. if there are like, you know, um, yeah, scams that needs to be exposed um uh and if if you know um projects are not kind of uh meeting the promises that that they've made on their white paper like that needs to be known too depending on how big the community is for example so i think it's um the need to really communicate this emerging technology and at the same time also make it easy to understand i mean um yeah it's so uh, the space is is really tough to keep up with even those who are in this space full time still can't keep up. I mean, me, including I've never felt like I've known everything this whole like for the last four years building this. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think you'll I mean, the moment someone feels they know everything in crypto, I think there's yeah. that's a problem. That is so true. Um, so, you know, what are the biggest hurdles that your clients encounter when they're trying to translate crypto to the masses? And how does Yap Global go about solving all of this? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I think 
I'm very inspired by all the clients that we work with. I mean, they're they're builders, um, a lot of them more on the technical side, a lot of them just like, I mean, crypto is one of those, yeah, technologies that you really need that like technical, like, you know, um, development mind. And, and so our, our, a lot of my clients are really great at that. Um, but what they're not so good at is communicating <laughs> what they're doing. Um, and I think that's kind of why we're here. And like, because sometimes we would get on a call and they would talk about things that they're working on and not because they're so, you know, focused and, you know, um, they think about it every day. They don't think it's significant. And sometimes we, we get on a client call and they'll be like, yeah, and we, we're launching this and we're, and we're like releasing this. And we're like, wait, hang on a minute. You're releasing that? Like, that's big news. So we're here kind of on the surface, reading the trends, you know, staying on top of the narratives so that, and then, you know, list, like, you know, being the eyes and ears for our client in their space. And then when they kind of share what they're, they're putting out, we know where to insert them in a narrative and we go, well, actually what you're putting out hasn't been done before. This would be, you know, um, yeah, be of interest to a reporter that that's covering like say DeFi lending, for example. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what we, the value we add to, yeah. to the space. I mean, do you ever find that, is it that your clients are seeking the ability to explain what they do, or is it that they just don't know what they're sitting on and how great it is that, is it like mostly that your clients just are not like talking about themselves enough, do you find, or is it that they're talking about themselves in the wrong way? It's both. Yeah. Um, I think that they, they're like, we know we but you know we get a lot of clients come to us and they're like we know we're really bad at marketing ourselves we need help <laughs> so we're just like so so they are they, they admit it they're like look honestly we know that we've got something good but like we really have no idea how to like tell our story at all um and so yeah it's like kind of like a bit of both like they're sitting on something um they know it's good obviously but they're like they're not so sure how to like translate it um and so yeah what we do as a firm is like we always when we start with a client we like do this brand positioning session and um we really break down like how do you describe yourself? Like, you know, we go through like their one liner and like, if you're, for example, if you're like a DeFi, um, you know, protocol, but you wanna like appeal to like the TradFi world, like we will, we will literally like pick out every word and we're like, do you think you wanna use protocol? Because <laughs> if you pitch protocol to like the FT, they're gonna like, roll their eyes and be like, what is this? I'm not going to put like a hundred million dollars yeah. in it. How um, about, so how about DGen? yeah. Do you like, does that get thrown around at all? DGen? No, <laughs> no, no. Well, like not, not, not to like the trad five financial services yeah. space, but um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously, yeah, but also it's like, we are speaking to multiple worlds, right? There's like the crypto Twitter influencer space. There's then the like crypto media and then there's like tech you know, um, financial services and like, yeah, it's, um, the, the different worlds, there are a few wars happening, you know, yeah. like, um, and so we have to be attuned to all of them, but we also, we, we kind of have to be, um, not neutral, but kind of like a part of each world to, again, as I said, be the grownups in the room and yeah. be here for the long run. Because what I also say to my team is clients can come and go. But um, my team, our skills, our knowledge is something that um, we want to ensure, like you know, stands the like test of the 
time of the market of yeah. you know whatever situation it is yeah i mean it can get rough out there like as soon as you know crypto goes down i feel like everybody in the price everybody just kind of doesn't really care about the innovation and i feel like a lot of the innovation that happens in this space really only gets spoken about if like the crypto price is up if that makes sense so how do you kind of what are your strategies for your clients to kind of like weather the storm when there is like a crypto winter, for example? Yeah. So, I mean, I can like kind of testify to, to yeah. like being around in the space because I started in late 2017 and that was like, I started in a bear market because obviously 2018 yeah. it all dropped, right? I started in a bear market and then obviously there was like a good kind of 2019 and then, um, and then last year, this big market drop, I remember like, yeah, I had like, you know, almost half of my clients disengage um, during the pandemic and so I've like kind of weathered the like I feel like I've weathered the like bear market kind of um and and now we've grown like we were a team of five last year and now I've got 20 people so it's been a great year um but how do we um how do we advise clients um it's still it's because you can have an announcement every month. I mean, of course, a lot of people are building right now, but it's um it's consistently being mentioned and talked about in the media really does help with building credibility and trust. So even during like a bear market or a drop is to offer that, be that voice and be that expert kind of common, you know, commentator on what's happening. If you really are here in it for the tech and here for the long run, then you're going to stay here for the long run. Like you're not going to, you know, um, stop talking or like disappear for a few months and then come back during a bull market. It's actually the people that stay during the, you know, the, the rough times, um, that, um, are the ones who kind of win in the long run because they're more sustainable and they have value to add. Um, because obviously in a, in a bull market, everyone is a genius. Everyone is an expert. (laughs) So it's actually much harder to stay relevant and to also um, add value and yeah, I guess like even uplift the market. Like it's, if you are a leader in this space, you're gonna still rally people to, you know, understand crypto, understand DeFi in a bear market. Why wouldn't you? Actually, it's a filtering. That's why people say bear markets filter out the like projects that are not gonna make it and GMI. That's so true. Um, So, you know, like, you know, DeFi has emerged and, you know, you and I have spoken previously about how it's kind of like changed the rules of engagement about how you work. Um, And it's just so different to every other space. I mean, you're you're like dealing with people who are like, you know, uh, protocols that are worth like millions of dollars, like multi-millions of dollars, and all their uh, founders are completely anonymous, like, there's all these types of aspects and like they want to pay you in tokens, these types of things. Like how has Yap Global adapted to this new world that DeFi has created? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So yeah, we, I would say like we started to engage our first like DAO client at the start of this year. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been very, um, it's been a fun journey because, you know, what I say is yeah, well, I think we're more on the crypto kind of native side as a PR agency. We're really like niche in the space because we truly believe in it. Um, so yeah, like being comfortable with engaging with the DAO was really new for us because I'm very used to like 
sending an engagement letter to an entity, invoicing an entity. <laughs> but how we do it actually right now, like more practically, is like, yeah, we we they they um we get paid at the start of the month and we kind of do our work and um we get in their Discord channels and we um and yeah, I, I wasn't um used to it, but talking to anonymous people <laughs> was um you talk to frogs like yeah. <laughs> strawberries I don't know all sorts of like um, a bread a loaf of bread so like yeah I think um yeah I think you know it, it was new but then um if you really truly understand why uh, these people are anonymous and why the space is um growing uh then you'd be comfortable with it but actually we actually were met with quite um, so when we were pitching quotes and we were quoting anonymous people, we would say they are like the moderator of like yeah. a DAO. Um, we actually did get pushback from some um, media publications, actually surprisingly some crypto media publications, because they were like, we're, we're not meant to quote anonymous sources unless mm -hmm. you have a really good reason. But we've been pushing back because we're like, hey, come on, if you really want to cover this space, if you really want to cover DeFi, you've got to um, be comfortable with quoting anonymous players because look at them. They're, they're yeah. all over like Twitter and they are like, you know, sitting on treasuries, yeah. Dow treasuries of like hundreds of millions of dollars. They have impact and power in a sense um yeah. why wouldn't you quote them sometimes you know? yeah i feel like sometimes they have even more credibility because if you take away the name like usually when you read in publications and you see a name you're like that person's trustworthy because i know their name but like you don't know how much money that they're actually you know handling like what their mm -hmm. track record is and i feel like with crypto yeah you it's you don't know the person's name but you know their track record and that's almost sometimes better right yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I think um, a lot of it is like what, um, you know, we have an institutional DeFi client, and, like it's their on-chain credit history, you know, the whole, yeah. your wallet is your resume, like yeah. your wallet is your track record and what yeah. you do on-chain is like, you know, it doesn't matter whether you went to Harvard anymore, it matters what you do on-chain. Um, so I think that really does apply in this Web3 world. Um, it's certainly like, scary yeah <laughs> in a sense that like not not scary i would say it's more of like yeah it's intimidating because it's like okay we got to get like we got to build our on-chain credit history now yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it's only a good thing because like maybe it just forces people to actually start working on the blockchain instead of just talking about it but yep. do you see a future where DeFi truly hits mainstream or do you think it's like certain aspects of it will hit mainstream and other aspects won't like do you foresee a world where like your friends who like are people who are not in crypto will be yield farming. Like, cause like you're talking to so many different types of companies out there. And I think you have a pretty mm -hmm. good handle on like, if that's going to be a reality or not. I think, I guess I'm, I have to be an advocate in some, some, some sense as well. I do think that DeFi is going to reach um, masses. Um, it might be the more like, I don't know, sophisticated investor or like even those who are even right now dabbling, I mean, you know, with the GameStop stuff that happened this year and like, you know, people kind of like um, now thinking about their personal finances and even our generation, millennials, like, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to buy homes right now. So I think they're going to look out for alternative places to earn, to invest their money and earn yield. So I definitely think that 
it will reach the masses but i i do think that as i as i touched on before there's gonna be a war (laughs) there's gonna be like ideological wars so the war is gonna be like with the decentralized finance like kind of believers and then the traditional finance fintech world um because obviously what people say is fintech is like just banks with better ui um and then there's gonna be like the truly web3 decentralized finance um players so um we're already starting to see that because already like i was talking to a journalist yesterday like the fintech reporters or like fintech some fintech publications refuse to write about crypto Mm. it's really it's i won't name names but like it's it's pretty ridiculous though like come on everyone is talking about bitcoin bitcoin like my neighbor was asking me about bitcoin you know like my neighbor's a doctor so you know what i mean it's just like you can't deny that it's it's um going to reach um the masses uh but yeah it is gonna be like it's like ideological wars yeah it's um it's interesting because I feel like as soon as people withhold information, it almost creates even more interest over time. Um, but, you know, do you think that's the biggest hurdle for DeFi adoption right now is that there's this type of like war going on where like publications maybe or like even um, centralized finance are not really willing to like, uh, I guess, adapt and also like accept this new type of finance that's emerging now? Yeah, I I do think that there is obviously, like I said, that ideological war, but um, there is this communication gap still because Mm -hmm. it still looks very intimidating. Uh, I mean, it looks like a, um, you know, if you look at, you know, crypto Twitter, even talking about that Fortune magazine, it's like, it looks like a bunch of cartoons (laughs) (laughs) like in this world. And it's like, what does it mean? But then, you know, if we really bring it down to the numbers, like numbers speak louder than words. Like in January, 2020, total value locked in the decentralized finance space was 500 million. Um, Now um, looking at DeFi Llama, it is 170 billion. You know, the numbers speak louder than words. People can't deny that that is um, just exponential growth. Um, And so I think that it's a bit of both. It's like um, just understanding and awareness. And that's why communicators like yourself, like, you know, talking about DeFi, educating people about this space is like really important. And um, yeah, I think it, it really is that because even like if you look at, you know, Financial Times and, you know, of course, they're going to take, you know, often a, a skeptical viewpoint, but you're really starting to see like um, their tune changing a bit, yeah. right? Because you can't like, de- you can't like debate numbers. Yeah. That's so true. And it's like, they're not even fictional numbers. It's like they're on the blockchain. (laughs) You can see them happening in real time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, what was like, why I wanted to get you on this podcast was because when you were talking about creating YapDAO, I was like, wow, this is a really good use case of somebody having more of like a centralized organization and then going almost decentralized. So what is YapDAO and how does it work? Right. No, thank you so much for asking. So, okay. So YapDAO is basically a place for 
basically the mission of YapDAO is to uh, similar to Yap LTD. So let's talk about separate. So we've, I have to separate it as well because yeah. with YapDAO, I won't be the only owner of YapDAO because it is a DAO. Yeah. Uh, and then Yap LTD is like, I'm the CEO of Yap LTD. That yeah. is mine. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's a very, honestly, I have to say, like, it is a very scary process. Um, At least you're being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, and uh, and we're, I'm doing this to also learn about what it's like to launch a DAO. So anyway, the reason for Yap DAO is, so say Yap LTD, I've, I've scaled the team to like 20. Yeah, I could, I could maybe double it to 40. That's just, a, I mean, you know, that's me on my journey. Um, But like, I can only, it can only grow so far. Yeah. But DAOs give me an opportunity to scale up like the the, the value we bring with Yap to much larger scale if we execute it well. But obviously we're still learning, right? And I want to share my lessons. So, um, and also the thing about YapDAO is um, it's not just going to be like PR services because that's like our professional services. We might be, Yap LTD might be just one player in the YapDAO um, mm. kind of world. Um, now the mission for YapDAO is similar to translate crypto and DeFi for the world. It is to bridge the like emerging, um, the, bridge the gap between emerging technology and the mainstream world. Um, I think that, yeah, right now there's a lot of um, financial uh, DAOs. So there's a lot of DAOs that are like, you know, offering yield generating things, but we are like a, a non-technical DAO, which I think also is serves to welcome the non-technical people and the people who aren't developers, aren't tech people to enter the space. Cause that was like me, like I, I'm a journalist. I actually had no financial background. I know nothing about tech. I don't know how to code, but I'm still able to create a company in this space. So that's what YapDAO is for. Now, what we want is we're looking for creators, communicators. This could be like graphic designers, um, social media managers to um, join the DAO and get work in this technical space. Because what we found is, you know, right now we we're not short of business. There's a lot of companies that need PR because there is this huge gap in the market and there's not enough. Like I get pinged by like VCs, like mm. founders that are like, hey, we're looking for a head of marketing. We're looking for a head of comms. Do you know anyone to recommend? And I'm like, honestly, I'm still hiring for my, <laughs> I'm struggling to hire for my company. There is not enough around. And um, and so that's what, so YapDAO is like the space for us to like welcome more people and creators. Um, and because what we find is when the companies, some companies approach us, they're actually, some of them are too early. Some of them mm -hmm. just need like um, blog writing, you know, yeah. support or like content writing, which we can service, but with, I mean, it doesn't make sense for us. We, we'd rather like a company that's a bit more well on their way that mm -hmm. has a product. And also we wouldn't want to take your, you know, money if, you know, we weren't going to make a bigger impact with it. So um, it's been a place to kind of refer those clients or the people that are needing these like one-off, like, hey, um, I've got a podcast. I need someone to help me with podcast art. Um, and then actually in our DAO right now, we have a, you know, a social uh, media consultant who can um, create some nice graphics. And so connecting them to the DAO. So that's kind yeah. of what YapDAO is. Yeah. So it's like almost like Upwork for communicating and like marketing services for people in crypto that are like, 
like sometimes you just need like a small thing done. It's like not a full-time job. It might just be like a, like a short contract, for example. So you guys are almost like your DAO is like the hub for that. Is that right? Yes. Well, yes. And we're looking for more creators. Obviously we're on a journey of building it. Um, now, uh, yes, you're right. It's like an upwork for like getting, um, comms, you know, support in this, uh, technical space. But then people will ask, well, why why can't you just go to Upwork? So the, mm. the, the difference is with YapDAO yeah. is um, each creator will then, um, we don't have a token yet, but that is obviously in the works. But as the community grows, imagine if, because with Upwork, you get actually Upwork takes a cut <laughs> of yeah. your, your what you get. Um, and it, they also charge the person that, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, engages the job um with yap dow what we want is for it to be a marketplace but everyone to own a piece of the pie because that's what why yeah. dow right yeah um and so if there is a token it's like it's almost as if they're contributing value and like earning money like earning um tokens or money or whatever um but having a slice of the pie too yeah. and that's kind of it's like building this whole like community community of like just yeah, communicators creators for this space yeah does that make sense no that makes a lot of sense and I think like you know with Upwork I'm sure like a lot of people they think about going a lot of people in the crypto space think about going to Upwork but like not many people on Upwork understand crypto like it's just like a totally yeah. different mental model and seems like YapDAO is kind of like a yeah, a community where they're just like, yeah, we have these skills, but we also understand crypto and they want to be actively yes. engaged. Um, yes. So, I mean, like, I know that you're kind of like, I guess like balancing centralized and decentralized. What would you say are like the biggest differences between those aspects? Because I'm pretty sure that like, at least if I put myself in your shoes, I'd be like, oh my God, like I don't have control. <laughs> I mean, like how, how have you managed it? Well, honestly, I like I was really nervous with launching Yapta. No, honestly, and by the way, we we like it's also a branding thing. We were actually like tossing and turning. So basically, the core founders are um, there's Mia, um, uh, George, um, yeah. and then Otto, um, and then myself. So there's like four core founders, but obviously, it's it's uh, we've got a, a a group of members now joining. Um, and when I launched it, I was like, I was actually really nervous. I was like, why am I doing this again? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but uh, yeah, because yeah, because what could happen is yeah, someone could come in. Uh, actually, you know, someone from, I mean, I'm going to be very upfront here. Like someone from Yap Global could come in, uh, work at Yap Dow, and they could actually quit Yap LTD yeah. to go work directly <laughs> for the Dow and get more value. <laughs> like I'm literally putting this out there and I think my team might listen to this, but no, like that is really nerve wracking. But then at the yeah. same time, I'm like, well, I'm in this space. This is the, you know, and also like I'm here saying, we're like a PR firm that's really putting our money where our mouth is. And it really is a, a journey. Like it's a learning experience for me, but yeah, the, like I have to say, it's very nerve wracking. And I think, I mean, you've seen a lot of exit to DAOs cause yeah, that's the other thing. So it's like, I could grow Yap and we're, we're a PR firm and we're a services business. Um, my exit could be another company buying my firm or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Or like for other companies, it's like IPO exit. But right now there's also this trend of an exit to Dow. 
Mm. Like, because um, I can only grow LTD to a certain limit to what I can handle, right? But like, what if it all exits to Dow? Mm. I think we're still um, well away from that, but uh, it is something that I'm, yeah, willing to experiment and explore. So we're built on Dow House, the Dow House, um, oh, we're on, sorry, our DAO is um, on XDAI and we're using the DAO house, um, you know, platform to um, coordinate the team and like um, funds and the treasury. Uh, so it's all like a learning experience. Like we're working with the DAO house guys and yeah, it's even just like, hey, how do you get payment? Okay, how do you like put part of it to the treasury? And like, I don't know, it's like learning every step of the way. Yeah. Um, I guess like if you end up exiting to DAO, it would be for a good reason, right? Like you wouldn't just do it if it wasn't going well. So I guess like you're almost hedging your bets a bit. Um, It is hedging my bets kind of thing. Like that's really, really smart. And yeah, I I mean, what's next for like YapDAO and how can people get involved? Like you mentioned that you don't have a token yet. Like, can we be like, will that be soon? Like how would people access this? No, good question. So um, right now we, so the same problems that I'm having with Yap LTD and the same problems that the whole space is having with, um, you know, looking for more communicators, creators, marketers, we actually have a hiring problem. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like DeFi protocols also have a hiring problem. So we need to recruit more communicators because actually, um, so what I want to say is we have a lot of um, work a lot of jobs. So I want to encourage, um, even if you're not in crypto or even if you're in the, like you've got non-technical skills, but you know how to like, yeah, design, um, you know, and write or, or, or or do something in this, you know, non-technical soft skill space, um, which is a very important skill though. Um, we want you to join our DAO, um, because there is a lot of work, um, and we need people to kind of um, service it. I do want to encourage for also those non-technical people um, who aren't in crypto, this could be a way to learn how to get in the space and earn some crypto, like hold some die and hold some tokens and experiment with it. So basically, we have a lot of work, we need, um, we want more <laughs> communicators to join us. Yeah, it's like, I feel like you're giving like a, a speech to like rally the troops and be like, yes, yes like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm like super surprised by just like how, well, I'm not surprised like how rapidly the crypto space is hiring, but just like that there's just not enough people. Like, why do you think yeah. that there's not enough people available for this? Is it because it's down to this communication thing? They're like, yeah, I have the skills, but like, I don't know enough about crypto to really get involved. Yeah, it's like, it's very meta because I'm like, I'm here going like encouraging <laughs> these people who are like not in the space, but like to kind of do PR this like crypto space. Um, but yeah, no, that is the thing. It's really daunting. Um, it's, it, I don't know, it's it's scary for some people. It's really intimidating. Um, but what I want to say is like, I guess um, I am like, I was I did an arts degree, I'm a journalist, I'm a writer, I knew nothing about finance, I knew nothing about tech, yet I found interest in crypto just by learning about it. So I guess I want to encourage anyone who wants to like, yeah, who wants to learn about this space and like even like, you know, maybe have noticed like NFTs exploding and curious why, like, yeah, come join Yapdow. (laughs) Um, uh, And yeah, and at the same time, it's like, yeah, I think the people, yeah, it's just, again, the communication and, um, 
Yeah, and I think it's it's a, a bit of both, right? Because what's it's what you're doing as well, Maxine. It's like it's money, which can kind of be a sensitive topic and a、mm-hmm. scary thing for a lot of people. Understanding like personal finance plus crypto is like it's a whole new world, and I think we're all kind of in this together to help like dispel. Um, some of the like, yeah, myths or concerns with、yeah. with crypto and and money. Yeah, I think it's super interesting that like both you and I didn't come from a technical background. So it's like I was in international relations, and like because you and I have both had the same experience, we're like not from a technical or financial background yet, very much got involved into this space early on. You and I kind of understand that it's not a skill issue. It's not like an exclusion issue. It's like <laughs> it's purely a、um, communication issue and like communicating these like concepts in like easy, simple ways. So it's like I. It's all very like logical now when I look at it that you and I are in our positions that we are now. We're like communicators, I right? <laughs> I know. Like I mean, yeah, like yeah. You're. I mean, you've done amazing things, and you're like yeah, communicating it so clearly and well, and that's kind of like. Encouraging people to yeah get、For、into、sure. the space like um because I also run a podcast called Yapcast um and and I've the first series is on the story of money because I think it's really important to tell the story of money and the history of money in order to understand where it's heading today um and I my friend、uh, listened to it um yesterday and she's like my very very good friend and she was like so I learned something new I learned what CBDCs are and I was like. <laughs> Great, <laughs> yeah, but it's like if. But I'm like I. It actually was a shocking reminder. I was like, oh wait, hang on a minute, because we throw around like central bank, digital currencies, CBDCs a lot these last few years, and like my you know close friend just learned about it yesterday.、Mm-hmm. So it reminded me that there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get it done. So, what's the best way for people to, you know, get in touch with Yap Global and get involved with、uh, Yap Dow? Yeah, for sure. So, obviously,、um, I mean, I'm on Twitter. This,、um, I'm on Samantha W Yap. I mean,、uh, my DMs are open.、Um, also, with Yap Dow, I would,、um, yeah, encourage you to kind of, yeah, check us out on Twitter and join our Discord.、Um, and、uh, we we run community calls,、um, you know, every fortnight, and、um, we. Uh, yeah. Also have yeah. So it's all on Discord nowadays.、Um, so just ping us,、um, myself、um, or, or or Mia, and、um, we'd be happy to like you know help you get involved. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Prosper Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Maxine. <laughs>